Welcome to Brews and Buzzwords, where we are talking about marketing buzzwords over some brews. Today, we are talking about Instagram, and very specifically, is Instagram dead? I have Bowie with me, who is our social media marketing specialist. Uh, tell us about yourself. I'm Bowie. I've been working with companies to connect to their audiences for about four to five years now. I love engaging with community and bridging that gap. Amazing. So I think the best place to start would be chronologically. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about your history of social media. I don't think we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. It's not like I interviewed you about your social media history, but like, when did you start using social media and what do you remember being like the first like weird chat room or Neopets or like whatever you started at? Like, I think if we count Neopets, it, I think it for a Neopets. lot of people, we'll start there, right? Like it's part game, part social. You collect your pets and you take care of them. Yeah. Um, beside that, MSN is debatable as a social media network. That's true. Say. Like the chat one, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the first one that we would classically claim to be a social network, I would say, uh, for my first experience, would be MySpace, personally. And you use MySpace? For a little bit. Don't you remember Tom? Everyone's yeah. best friend? <laughs> like, I... So I'm curious about like your journey because like mm -hmm. I think for me I started it's blurry but I think like ICQ mm. was like the first like messenger I was using and as I remember it like you could talk to people you knew if like you had your number like your code and yeah. you could give it to friends and stuff but then further to that I think there was like other chats like you could find strangers and I remember at that like scary part of the internet there was a lot like don't talk to strangers because there was like a Yahoo chat forum mm -hmm. too where you could find people with similar interests. Um, was MSN like the first chat client that you were using? I would say so for me, yeah, personally. And then how much did you use MySpace? Like oh, how MySpace. intensely were you on it? Oh, <laughs> more than I want to say. <laughs> I remember I really liked the widgets and stuff. You could like add music, HTML code. It was a big deal. You learned to code, right? Just like... <laughs> Copy and paste the code, not like hardcore anything. Wait, so like you probably did this too. You'd like find someone that had yes. like a really cool page yeah. and then you'd like right click and inspect. then like inspect code and then be like, I'm going to steal that and do like marquees yep. and like sound and stuff. Absolutely. I learned to code there too. Um, do you remember leaving MySpace or did you just leave it open? I think it's one of those things you eventually just start to forget about. My account's still out there somewhere if I can find the right email address and I could probably get in. Yeah. Um, but I think for a lot of people, when it comes to leaving a platform, they just eventually one day stop using it and never realize that they never go back. Right. So you see the direction I'm going here? Like, yeah. I want to know, like, what makes us leave them? Because I think that when I, like, left my space, it was like I still had it. But then Facebook existed. No, absolutely, absolutely. And so because it did, I was like, oh, this is like more exciting. And the thing about Facebook that kind of pulled me away from MySpace was that everyone actually had it. Whereas MySpace, it was more strangers. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was following like weird bands and stuff. And it was like a space for, it was very like music centric. Absolutely. Um, but Facebook was like people that you knew. So that was like kind of the competitive advantage. I think for my transition, personally, from MySpace, it was more towards Tumblr. Yes, I did that too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it forgot. was a direct competitor in many ways. But there's just a lot more social engagement on those type of platforms. Yeah. And that was a major emergence. But And Tumblogs. 
yes. they were called. Yes. Were, it, it was more subversive. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like there was less limits. Like, it was, like, before it got bought by Yahoo or whatever, yep. it was, like, there's more, like, nudity and there was more, yep. like, just whatever the hell you wanted to post there. So it was weird. No filters. There was no, hashtag no filter. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so then Facebook. Did mm -hmm. you move from Facebook to Instagram? Uh, at the same time, I would say. So Facebook You got happened. Facebook late then, right? I got, mm, I got Facebook in the seventh grade. Is that late? Is that appropriate? <laughs> I, don't year, I don't know what year you were in seventh grade. Uh, it would have been around like 20, 2006, roughly, yeah. something like that. Um, but I joined Facebook and I think I joined it a little too early before everyone else was on it from my age group. Um, so I joined Facebook and then maybe a few years later, I started on Instagram, I would say. Yeah. Um, it was like 2010 was like peak Instagram starting time for a lot of people, I think. Something like that. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Timelines are blurry when it comes to social. So then did you feel yourself leaving Facebook to be more on Instagram? I want to say yes, because... <laughs> For me, Instagram offered something that Facebook didn't, which is finding better content that I was more interested in. Right. Because yeah. that advantage that Facebook had, which was like people that you mm -hmm. knew, almost became too insular at that point. Absolutely. And we wanted to go back to something where it was like you could discover more, like the way we did on MySpace or Tumblr. Now, I think leading into our, our big thing, Instagram and this like big migration mm -hmm. to TikTok. When did you get TikTok? When the pandemic hit, to be honest, I was <laughs> getting FOMO. All my friends were sending me TikToks yeah. and they were just so funny and I just had to sign on and I deleted it since like I downloaded it at least three times because it was just so good at what it does. Yeah. I find myself doing the same and this is like from someone who's like very Instagrammy. Mm -hmm. Like I think where you're saying you, you started uh, Facebook in like seventh grade, I'm like Older in that, like, I started uh, on Facebook when it, like, first hit my university. Mm. And that was when they were, like, only Harvard has it. And then they started, like, rolling out to, like, universities one at a time. So I got it, like, immediately. And then Instagram, I was, like, a little bit of a late adopter into it. But I'm so, I'm like, maybe a year ago, such an Instagram person. Like, very much spending all my time there. Um, I have, like, a secondary business that mm -hmm. I, like, promote on there all the time. So it's, like where I spend all my time. But as soon as I got TikTok, I was like, Instagram is so boring. Yep. Like, I'm so sick of it. Um, I think for knowing that the majority of people that work here at Envision, like, they don't have TikTok, I think we should dive into, like, explaining it as, like, the, the social media people here. <laughs> How would you describe TikTok? Um... In the most accessible ways, I would describe TikTok as a short form, short form video sharing platform where you can shoot and edit videos all in app um, to be shared with just your friends if you want through private or with everyone, just like baseline. Yeah. And I think like the really interesting thing is that when I first got it, I was like, okay, let's see what the hell is up with this yeah. thing. Right. It was like top app downloads or whatever at the mm -hmm. beginning of the pandemic when I was getting it. And the first thing you get is like you're thrown into the for you page and the for you page. I think like it just starts with like the dance videos, like the stereotypical things that people think like oh, TikTok's just a place for like teens to dance. <laughs> 
And you get a few of those and then you get like some prank videos yeah. and some, I think it got into like skateboard videos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what, like, what do I do with this? And the more I started liking the things that I had in play, like on my For You page, I was like, it was instantly starting to cater towards my taste. Yep. So that was the the experience at the beginning. And I think if you are still stuck on like that straight TikTok of like dancing and pranks and stuff like that, you probably haven't told the algorithm yet, like what you like and don't like. So it learns you so quickly. Like it learns your likes and dislikes mm-hmm. that I think we've joked around about the very deep parts of TikTok that we've accidentally both been on, which is like, anti-golf TikTok, <laughs> anti-lawn, <laughs> anti-lawn TikTok, why lawns are a like capitalistic and colonialist. Yep. <laughs> um, like, and those similarities in like our For You page have yep. been like these weird places where we're like, oh, like we have like similar beliefs around politics. Like how, how weird that TikTok is like this unifying factor. So um, I don't know, like I, I found myself so addicted to it and like I am always saying that I spend like four hours a day on TikTok no I not company time Uh (laughs) (laughs) um I think it just does such an amazing job at what it does which is finding the right content that you would want to engage with and it's just so easy and tempting and they have amazing content on there that's so creative so engaging it's easy to spend your whole day there. Like, again, yeah. I've had to delete the app because I lost entire weekends to TikTok. Same. The guy that's like, hold on. Yep. yep. You need to stop scrolling. I'm like, yep. Shut the hell up. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Like, I know. Um, I And I think like something so addictive about it mm-hmm. is like the, the sounds and the audios. Mm. Like I find myself singing or hearing the same sounds like repeating yes. in my head. Like, I have a BTS song in my head right now. <laughs> Which one is it, Butter? No, it's... Uh, I think it trends uh, over. I'm not an anti-romantic, or I'm yeah, an yeah. anti-romantic, and I don't even listen to any K-pop or anything. But now this is something that I wake up, and it's stuck in my head. My For You page is, like, filled with Bo Burnham, and then, like, <laughs> I saw somebody say that, like... It's not overall popular mm-hmm. across TikTok. No. They were like, only depressed people are seeing all Bo Burnham, and I was like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like it's pretty it good knows. and it's catchy. Yep. Um, so that format, like, I find it so hard to explain. Like, mm-hmm. basically, when we're trying to tell everyone at work, like, get TikTok right now. It's so fun. It's like this audio thing is like you get these 15, 30 second snippets of like really popular songs where it's such an earworm. Like, you just hear that, like, little clip of that song again and again, mm-hmm. but you start to learn this meme format. And I think yep. I previously sent you the the person on TikTok that does um, meme history and like why it's so catchy and how it spreads. It feels like you're in an inside joke by just like yes. reciting a few yes. words. And I think that's part of why memes are so effective yeah. because they carry the weight and language or meaning without having to explain the entirety of it. So, you know, like right. scrolling on TikTok, you know, oh, I'm hearing these first three notes. I know exactly what to expect in the next like three segments, right? Yeah. And it's like, the depth of a, a video meme now to explain to people who are like old internet, it was like at the time where we used like impact font and yep. you always put it on like a specific type of picture that mm-hmm. says like whatever type of meme. Cheeseburgers like, or whatnot. I can has cheeseburger. Exactly. Doke and all of that kind of thing or feminist Ryan Gosling and all of that stuff. <laughs> like it's like this deeper level of it where 
I don't know. Like, we just connect on these inside jokes by just, mm -hmm. like, joking around about a sound. The yeah. one that's stuck in my head, like, right now is the one that's like, here comes the boy. <laughs> I have the other version <laughs> of that stuck in my head also. Wait, here comes the man? Yeah, the taxpayer. Here, here comes the taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> this is just inside joke video today. Um, but the catchiness of those, like, yep. memes and everything. Michael's behind the camera, and I wish he could, like, talk to us, too, because he's, like, laughing at us singing <laughs> sounds. Um, but I think like what this brings us to is, so the, the magic of TikTok, the allure of it and everything, how do you think Instagram's doing at copying that? Not very <laughs> and, well. And this is Instagram's MO. Mm -hmm. Look at what Snapchat's doing. It looks like it's really successful. Let's take Snapchat's users by making Instagram stories. I think that kind of worked. It did. It worked for me. Cause I was like. Cool. And I literally deleted Snapchat like at that time because I was like, yeah, this is like serving the need, which is mm -hmm. uh, something that expires after 24 hours, 15 seconds, easy, spur the moment, filming things, showing people what's going on. Um, it replaced Snapchat for me. I, like the fact that a lot of younger people are still on it. I'm like, OK, I, I, I kind of get it and I get the streaks and all of that stuff. Instagram now is like, hey, check out what TikTok's doing. Let's really push Instagram reels. How do you think they're doing on that? So I just want to quickly add with Instagram, they have been doing this ever since the one successful case of Snapchat. So IGTV yeah. launched as a- Oh yeah, IGTV. What was that copying? YouTube. Oh, because they were like, I want Longer to do videos. the full, full long format. Yep, so you can go up to an hour. But then they were, the initial thing that mm -hmm. people were, um, I remember seeing like social media, people kind of commenting on the fact that it was going to be the first app that popularized, um, what's this called? Vertical, vertical videos. <laughs> vertical videos rather than horizontal. Mm -hmm. But then it seemed like they kind of caved and they were like, all right, if you guys want to do horizontal videos, you could turn your phone and they'd still allow it sort of thing. Yeah. Like they adapted. So they didn't like stick to their guns. No. And that's one of the issues with Instagram. And we've seen since Snapchat copycat that they did with stories. Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> they really have asked how they approach these copycat products and they don't give tools or discoverability yeah. for those new features. Um, like one of the things on TikTok I'm able to explore is the discovery or like trends page. So yeah. I can find new sounds, new trends yeah. or new conversations that are happening. Yeah. Right. I can't do that on Instagram. If yeah, I want to, yeah. Page. Like if you ask me, Oh, Remember filters? Like I want, I want to go look up filters. It would take me a hot minute to try and figure that out mm -hmm. because everything on Instagram is so hidden because they try to make it 500 different things. Imagine joining Instagram now. Oh man. 10 plus years into yep. it existing and being like, okay, I want to post something. Mm -hmm. Oh, does it have to be like the post button? First of all, is in like a weird place now. And it's like, do you want to post a story, a reel, a photo, and then once you're posting like the photo or what they call a post, yeah. it's like, do you want to post a photo, a carousel, a video? Do you want to post carousel of videos? And it's just like really overwhelming. Like, I don't think I would be able to figure out what the best way is mm -hmm. to approach that. And I think the topic today about like, is Instagram dead? It revolves so closely around that like video that that- Mr. Monseri? Yeah, whoever that dude it was that, went online and said, or I don't know who it was. Adam Monseri. Adam Monseri. He, this is, I think we're talking about the same person. The guy that works for Instagram. The head of, uh, the current the head, head of Instagram. Head, okay, thank you. You should have, you should have brought this. 
Um, so when he made that announcement, it was essentially, hey, everyone, mm-hmm. we're not going to be known as a photo sharing app anymore. I don't think he said what they are going to be known for, but he said they're not prioritizing photos. And the freaking thing is, that's what Instagram was created for. And that's like what people use it for. It's the one place where people are posting their super edited, super face-tuned yeah. photos, their travel photos, their art photos and everything. So like if they're going to move to video, like where does that where does that leave this like photo sharing, you know? It's like the deprioritization of that is ignoring the people who made their living there, mm-hmm. made their influencership there, um, made their entire platform around their photo sharing and their writing skills in this like microblog kind of way. Like where, where are they going to go? In your eyes, I think when it comes to influencers, that's a, it. Might be a whole other d- discussion, but we we know this from like the ten plus years of social media and people making a whole living on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to diversify mm-hmm. because what the platform does and changes is completely out of your control, and a, one small change can mean your entire channel gets scrubbed or your ty- or your entire um, platform gets scrubbed. Like, for example, Tumblr, right? We were mentioning earlier when uh, they got bought out. Nudity, right off. So artists that specialized in, like, things that might be, like, tipping the line lost their entire audiences because all their content got scrubbed immediately. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's, like, so wild in a Mm -hmm. sense, like, that um, we've been saying this for years and we feel this, like, sense of permanence in the places that we post things that the only place that you truly own is like your email marketing list. Oh yes, like, in many ways. And like now a lot of journalists mm-hmm. and writers, people who are like more on, on Twitter are using Substack or like creating newsletters in which you pay for to pay for their content, to, like to find another income stream because like we, truly you do not own your audience on mm-hmm. any given place. And I don't know if this is like an accurate time period, but I think that like I would almost give like five years is my like, fair amount of time for a social platform before I'm like, hmm, kind of bored of it. No, agreed. And that's what I'm curious about with Instagram. If in five years, they will still be here, you know, like what they do in the next upcoming months is really going to determine their longevity in the market or if they're going to go the way of Facebook, especially with younger demographics. Yeah. Right. Um, There's so much more of a push for ad dollars, which I understand, like that's how they make their money. But when you're not focusing on user experience, why would I want to be there in the first place? If there's no support for creators, why do I want to create for this platform anyways, right? Yeah. Like TikTok is the first to launch the creator fund. Yeah. And all these other p- companies are coming in now going, oh, we should have been doing that from the beginning, right? So of course, Instagram jumped on that and said, oh, Reels, we will also be launching a fund for creators, you know? We thought of this ourselves. Yeah, like great idea on Instagram. So it's just one of those things that um, constantly evolves. Thanks for watching. And if you've gotten this far, let us know in the comments, what's your favorite TikTok sound right now? So Instagram, I feel like this is like the big app right now where a lot of businesses are like, I gotta be on there, right? And that's almost also like, while businesses are being like, I gotta be on there, the people who have been using it for a long time feel that and are like, I got to be not on there because it's becoming too much of a 
marketplace. There's too many ads. There's too much of a focus on the shopping tab. Um, it's, it's too much of like a platform to sell you things constantly or feel this, um, I don't know, a sense of competition, a sense of lack, a sense of, I don't know what to call it. I think it's that whole capitalism thing of making you feel like I need to buy something to make me happier or I need to shop for a little bit. Um, do you get that sense? Like I think as our social media specialist. Yeah, absolutely. I think when it comes to Instagram, yeah. the way it works as a space for polished images yeah. really lends itself well to businesses. And that's kind of partly why we see the great migration. People are looking for more authentic experiences. Mm -hmm. And Instagram being this polished space for your completely edited and face-tuned images, like you mentioned, is starting to feel a little dated because there's no authentic connection. When you're looking at organic posts, like things that a brand or a person might just post on their own versus an ad, it's really hard to tell the difference sometimes. Like we're at this point with how companies use Instagram on their own uh, personal profiles um, to be a bit blurred. Like there's no personal aspect that was so attractive in the beginning. I think like a few years ago, that's what I was telling our, our clients in like mm-hmm. the social media space, I was like, okay, think about why people use social media. Like first and foremost, why are you on social media? If you joined Facebook, if you joined Instagram, it's probably primarily to keep up with people you know. And you want to, whether it's a celebrity, whether it's your friend and they're yep. getting married, having a baby, like all of these life events, you're following so that you can keep up, right? So it, it feels social. It feels like a place that you can connect. So what I was saying to our clients was like, if you're going to just go on to Instagram and going to, like every post of yours is gonna be like sale, 20% off, coupon code, here's my product, here's my other product, buy this now. And it just looks like what you would post in like, a, I don't know, your flyers, like exactly. like a classified or something. If you mm-hmm. treat it like a place that's a soapbox and you're not using it for interaction and for connection, you're using it wrong. I think brands are getting savvy to that, right? Like the what I was saying is if your brand is small enough, use your face. Absolutely. Like make it founder centric, make it about you as a person, you using it as a fellow person and then you can make those connections. But like that's the blurred line was like a good thing to me because I was like, now you can really interact and feel like, you know, you're mm-hmm. creating connections with your audience. But I think a lot of brands really take advantage of that and then yep. like abuse it. No, absolutely. And what we've seen more and more on Instagram is brands using it as a soapbox, even though we already know that's not an effective way of using social media for your company. Yeah. Right. Like you're not creating a point of connection or giving any value in that situation. It's just like announcements. Yeah. Like if I wanted that, I could have just subscribed to your emails and gotten them in my inbox or your notifications on your website. Right. Like, yeah, it's not what I want when I'm on that platform. And maybe that's why Instagram is saying like, it's not going to be photo centric anymore Mm -hmm. because they feel like all of those are like shopping ads, shopping. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like selling things constantly. I don't know. I'm starting to see Instagram's point of view out of here somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, like I think it's very much like, for those who don't know, Facebook and Instagram are the same company. One owns the other. So Facebook kind of made that switch to some extent, like five-ish years ago, I want to say, where they became really ad-centric, right? Like they were really focused on pushing things. Yeah. Um, And we're seeing that on Instagram very quickly as well, right? And as they pivot more towards the shopping experience, I'm really curious what's going to happen in the next few months. They're saying video is a priority because that's a preferred, like, trending um, 
in the last few years content, which in many ways it is, but photos still need a space to live, right? Mm-hmm. In many ways. So going back to like stories, mm-hmm. copying Snapchat, and now Reels copying Instagram. In situation one, we were like, yeah, delete Snapchat. This is meeting my need. Would you see yourself ever deleting TikTok because Instagram Reels meets that need? Or where does it lack? <laughs> Fantastic question. Okay, first, the thing with Snapchat, okay. The reason why stories work so well is because stories are photo-based. They integrate well, and you want to see things that you're subscribed to, right? Just like on Snapchat, you usually have to subscribe to something first. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, there's the odd thing here and there. But you need to subscribe to it overall, and it's, it tends to be photo-based, right? Yeah. Not to mention, it's all there at the top, really accessible when you need it. All these other things that Instagram has tried to copy, like yeah. reels, like guides, or all the shopping oh, stuff. Yeah, guides. No one remembers guides, but that was their attempt of like microblogging right. meets Pinterest. Oh God, I've made guides. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and like no one uses them because there's no discoverability, there's no support, right. there's no tools. Oh, you can't even link to guides either. No, like, it's kind of no, like, it's its own little tab, yeah. and it, where are you going to find them? You never see them on the Discover page, yeah. right? So. Instagram has this interesting thing where they're so spread thin, they don't have any sub- proper support for all these additional features that don't integrate well to that user experience. Yeah. I'm not going to delete TikTok because TikTok knows what it's for and what it's about. And they focus solely on making that one experience the best experience. Right. I think in Reels, like why it's so cringy mm-hmm. and it doesn't work is first... Everyone was like, okay, TikTok copycat. I'm going to take my TikToks and I'm going to put them on Reels. So first and foremost, when people were exporting them and throwing them on there, it created this environment where everything had a TikTok stamp. So then Instagram to stop that was like, we can detect that stamp and we're going to like deprioritize it with our algorithm. So stop doing that. So people had workarounds and stuff Mm -hmm. to better download their TikToks and throw them on there. But when they're doing that, there's this... I don't know if you've ever uploaded reels, but like you can look for a sound or you can create your own. And because it doesn't have any of those weird creative sounds that have been made on TikTok, they create a new sound that is like by you. And so then you can't click on the sound to see all the videos that were made with that sound. So all the sounds are under like different categories. And I found that like a really broken experience compared to what I like to see on TikTok, which is sometimes I will click on a sound or an audio and see everything under there to see like how creative people are being. Yep, I think that's a major gap in the experience between TikTok and Instagram. Um, Because those memes and that, like, I guess, audible language. Yeah. I don't know, musical sound language doesn't translate when those tools aren't in place, right? Like, again, we were talking about memes. Um, There's a language and meaning that gets carried. That's not translating well into reels because it's not unified. And I completely agree. Not at all. Because the even our example of like, here comes the boy becoming, yeah. here comes the man. When that person said, here comes the man, here comes the taxpayer, another person, a musician, duetted and did a little bit of music with it. And then I saw another one where a person was like doing a, a recorder, mm-hmm. like a, a flute type instrument. And it piles on itself to create these like whole new audios where, I don't know, I just don't see like that integration in Instagram where it's like easily findable along a path of like who duetted who 
yep, to you, get to the yep. origins of it. You can't see that story because that story never existed on Reels. Yeah. It only existed on TikTok. Right. Right. And I, they've tried to create that area where it is like kind of a for you page. Like once you click one reel, you can just endlessly scroll yeah. reels. I never know how to find it until I like click on a reel. But um, it still doesn't really know you well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't pick pick up at all. Yeah, absolutely not. And that's probably one of the bigger issues with Instagram Reels. It doesn't know what you like in Instagram in general. They're so focused on trying to push all these what they want in front of exactly. They're not thinking about the user experience of providing a more meaningful experience and like a better use of your time. You know, like Mr. Monsieri is like trying to say, yeah, we're trying to pivot towards that. I don't know if they can. You know, like they're so deep into this. Yeah. Well, it's like they're just taking every feature that is mm-hmm. from TikTok and bringing it over. Absolutely. And then within TikTok, I think that creator side of things is that there's a lot of really great intuitive video tools in it. Like if you like fool around with it, they have filters. Mm-hmm. They'll make filters based on things that other people have made. So I don't know if you saw the original video. So it's the In the Heights song. I know. And it's the red slash blue filter where it makes you look more like feminine or masculine and it it flips like when you blink or something but originally the person a person that started that one was like they had painted like red and blue paint on their face and they were switching their led lights like in their Mm -hmm. room to do that effect but they made it into a filter so it's really accessible to people and it fits the in the height song no absolutely (laughs) (laughs) like so that like you can you can kind of follow it and it's the origins of it is that whole inside joke feeling. I think that's another thing with TikTok. TikTok putting its preference and priority and energy into creators because yeah. they understand if there's no good contact on our platform, people won't want to come here. Yeah. So they're like pretty deep in being involved in what's going on, what people are interested in, right? Yeah. And giving that support to creators so they have ad money. Yeah from when they partner with brands, as well as the creator fund. It's not solely based on just like your external streams of revenue, much like on Instagram. Yeah. It's like even TikTok's own, like they have like podcasts or lives or whatever, like those banners and they're like featuring Brittany Broski. Yeah. And you're just like, hey, like they centered their creators versus making it about them and them making announcements. Absolutely. They're just like, let the creative funny people do their thing. Yeah. And that's another thing too. Like, they put so much focus and space to feature creators, right? Like there's no space on Instagram unless you follow Instagram's account where they'll occasionally feature one or two creators. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but always on TikTok, like Asian Heritage Month, they had a whole series of people you can follow. Instantly, it was so fast. Yes, and it was everywhere, right? Um, And it's just nice to actually see that because you want the people that, who are creating these fantastic pieces of content to be able to create better ones and do what they like, right? Yeah. Because you like these people. Well, we were talking and kind of jokingly about like Republican TikTok mm. and like all these different parts of it. And it knows you so well that it doesn't show you the content you don't want to see. It puts you where like you will like it, you will watch the full video. And I I don't know how it discovers these things about you. Like it, I'm on like all kinds of weird parts of TikTok where I'm just like, like, how did you know my interests and my sadness and my preference in food and, and all of that? So it's uh, it's always, like, a good experience being it on is. there that you never kind of want to leave. Absolutely. Like, they know <laughs> the type of content you'll like and what you're willing to watch. Now, 
thinking further into the future, just mm -hmm. say like five years from now, where we migrate off of every social media every five or so years. Um, I think this was a TikTok actually. Like somebody was saying like, why are people so quickly leaving Instagram now, the way they so quickly left Facebook or mm -hmm. left whatever? And God, I wish I remember who the creator of this was that was commenting on it, but it was the sense that like, you put little bits of your life on your profiles. So if it's Instagram, if it's Facebook, you're giving hints about yourself. You're saying like, I like these things. I remember back when it was cool to like pages, like bands or whatever yeah. on Facebook to show your personality. Who knows? Maybe I clicked, I like Nickelback or something like that in like 2005. I don't know. Um, but what their comment on this whole social media leaving one platform for another is that you feel like your identity is something that is the old you at a certain yep. point. And like the people that know you for that platform don't know you anymore because as a person, as a whole person outside of it, maybe you don't like that band or like that thing or like the pictures and the album mm -hmm. that you previously put on there. Do you guys remember how like on Facebook, like you'd have a night out and then yep. post a hundred pictures? As post 100 yep. pictures because you took like your mini camera to the club. Um, it was like, I hid all of those albums because I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, like what am I doing? But the the comment that this creator said was like, maybe we leave it because like we don't think that that's our identity anymore and we just want to leave it behind. We want to shut down that profile. We want to hide that identity and then move on and start fresh. And that is how TikTok feels. It's like a new blank slate where like people don't know you and you can choose a new format and create. For me, that's exactly why I ended up on Instagram a bit more because my Facebook was not a representation of who I was and who I became. Yeah. But Instagram provided me a space to connect with everyone again, but on my like own new terms without all that history. Because when I joined Instagram, um, I was in university. I was transitioning from high school to university. Yeah. Uh, and I got really into it because all of a sudden I'm making connections and learning about all these wonderful people. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that when you have all this old, I guess, baggage, digital baggage to carry. Just it's too much work to completely overhaul it. It's impossible. Yeah. I think like as a millennial, I felt like um, your Instagram feed was something where you like collected and mm -hmm. you, you continued to collect. And it was like yep. hundreds of posts over time of like, you know, a record of all of that stuff. It's an archive. And it was like totally kept as an archive. And then before there was the archive function, I remember seeing younger people, maybe they were Gen Z's, millennials, whatever, deleting everything. And then like just yeah. one day starting from a new account and being like, this is my new aesthetic now, or this is my new theme that I'm trying out or whatever. And they would delete it all. And I was like, holy shit, like that's bold. You deleted all your comments, your captions, your everything like that I, I think is so valuable. Like content is valuable, right? But it was just like a, a clean slate and they would do that every once in a while. And I was like, huh, that was like before Snapchat times. Cause I was like, who would do, who would get rid of content? It's a lot of work that you put out there. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious and I like, want to talk about the subject of TikTok for businesses or brands. I think the way that we work and offer services mm -hmm. in social media is we'll tell you what platforms that you should be on. And we'll make that best recommendation based on the industry that you're in, who you're looking to target, uh, what your goals are, You know, whether it's just like, branding, like growth, like sending leads somewhere. Um, and we have never really made the recommendation to be on TikTok. And it's like, it's so new, it's so organic. And I feel like brands miss the mark big time on there. 
like a lot of the time. Um, is there room for brands to be on TikTok in a way that works for them? I think there absolutely is. And I've already started recommending to a lot of our clients, just make it because five years down, down the line, we don't know where TikTok is going to be. It's clearly going to stay for a while. Like you mean just sit on the, the yeah. handle at least, Sit on right? the handle, set up your account. It can at least just exist, yeah. right? You don't have to worry about it down the line. Um, but there is absolutely a space for brands. But the biggest thing is brands need to be making TikToks, not ads. So they need to be making content, content that gives value and makes sense for the person opening up that platform, right? Yeah. Uh, good examples is like NBA. They have a really yeah. great TikTok, you know, where they're yeah. posting like things from the past are kind of funny, engaging, you know, you learn something or it's just like a cute moment, right? Yeah. Um, or Washington Post where they create their own content. And to be fair, Washington Post has always been like on it. Yeah. They've been very active back in the day with Snapchat and I think maybe even Vine. But um they understand the power of these. to talk about Vine earlier. Vine is a whole other was, fun I, thing. Yeah. Vine was like TikTok, but six seconds, kind of. Vine energy. Yeah. 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 Fun times. Washington Post is like really good mm -hmm. on there for a brand. Like they really understand how to like distill exactly. information yep. and like throw it into like that format specifically. But they have a guy that is like the face of that account. Same with NPR's Planet Money. Yes. <laughs> with his like green screen effects. His weird like vintage sweaters and yep. he's just like kind of like green screens Awkwardly. himself out and stuff. But packs a punch, like a lot of information. And then we and then we lie to each other and say, did you listen to this episode of Planet Money? But we just saw a TikTok about it. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. But, yeah. Um, but that's another thing. Like I think for brands to be successful on TikTok, it really helps when they're creating the content. Mm -hmm. um, right now, at least with how the environment's going. Yeah. There's this one tool you can use, well, not tool, but tactic you can use where you're turning your staff into influencers in their own, right, in some sense. And that's how you can create that more genuine connection. I think right. it's Nice Cream or Sweet Cream, one of these ice cream companies, they did the same thing. And they're doing fantastic on TikTok because they're able to make that personal connection. That's interesting because, like, I think I, I worked as a social media manager as well before, and it's like... There's this line of like where a brand wants you to either be the anonymous yeah. entity the that royal speaks we. on your behalf yeah. and you are never really seen or um, you don't really speak mm -hmm. on behalf of it. And now there's this whole other thing where there's a lot of platforms out there that specifically hire a creator that already is familiar with the platform, already does a lot of stuff, and then takes them and makes them a part of it. Like yes. they work for me. So like I follow... Hello Teffy, and she just talks about like gossip. She did a recent series on like Brangelina. Like, so it's like gossip type stuff. And InStyle, they just use her. They're like, she works for InStyle now mm -hmm. and she makes their TikToks. So yeah. it's like a very natural um, connection there of like a creator that already has a platform, already has a voice that resonates with your audience. Mm -hmm. And just paying that creator because it's like a perfect union of someone that already has all the skills that they need without having to. How, like, how do you teach the format of TikTok, right? Like, you just got to know it. I think that's with a lot of social media media platforms because each of them have their own ecosystem and understanding. Like, one of the biggest things I mention a lot is you have to consider the person's mindset when they jump in. Mm -hmm. Because, look, even if you look at Facebook and Instagram, completely different audiences. Make an even further jump between, like, TikTok and LinkedIn, 
even further audiences, yeah. right? Like the person going on LinkedIn is going to be completely different than the person going on like Facebook, for example. Even if it is the actual same person, the mindset's different. Right. What they want to engage with, it's going to be different. Yeah. So if you're never considering that, your content's always going to flop, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of it. Actually, I'm really curious. What's the platform you guys use the most? If you want to comment down below. So circling around back to is Instagram dead? I think we've got to look at history and that's mm -hmm. what we've kind of focused on in this talk. Our history of social media usage now that, you know, social media has actually been around for decades, right? Decades. Yep. Um, from our experience, is Instagram dead? And can we look at Facebook as an example of that? Like, what are your thoughts? I think Facebook is a great example of that. And the main reason is that Facebook might feel dead to some certain communities, but it's still thriving in a lot of certain circles because of its uh, mostly community features as well as keeping up with certain people who are really active. Mm -hmm. So, for example, Mom Facebook is like happening and popping. Yeah. They're connecting, they're groups. educating. Yeah. Groups, absolutely. Groups really they're educating each other, they're supporting each other. Um, and okay, in hand lettering, I know there's a lot of communities <laughs> yeah. that share uh, tips and their progress yeah. and education and learning together, right? Yeah. So Facebook definitely isn't dead. Uh, if you even think about the Messenger app, I still use the Messenger app Same. all the time, every day. So it's a great product that's an offshoot of Facebook. Absolutely. You gotta have an account to have that. Absolutely. Um, and when you look at global numbers, Facebook users are still in the top like three, you know? Yeah. Instagram isn't as close, you know? I think the only platform that beats Facebook or potentially beats Facebook in Canada is YouTube. Yeah. Because of uh, just accessibility. But we can tell from Facebook, it's clearly still thriving just by the sheer numbers of monthly average users, as well as these particular communities are still on it every single day. And I think even when we're posting for our brand, yep. our brands that we work with, there's still a lot of Facebook engagement because Absolutely. people still know you. They still feel that sense of community. So is Facebook dead? The answer is like, depends on who you talk to, right? So Absolutely. there's still people there. So extending to is Instagram dead? Same answer? Yeah, I would say like Instagram, it will still be there for a lot of particular communities. You know, when we look at travel, it's still going, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we look at older users, they're still on Instagram. They love it. You know, it's, it's possible that they can start sharing the same demographic as Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and whether or not Instagram is going to be a main viable option for maybe younger demographics is going to be up to whether or not they make those changes to support creators or community or user experience in the coming months. All right. We've got our answer right there. Instagram's not dead. It's just maybe a little chooky right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you stay till the end of this, thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you're interested in more, like and subscribe. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. 
do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs>